Welcome to Liberal Lockdown, Woking's pandemic podcast, brought to you by the Woking Liberal Democrats. My name is Louise McElhinney. And I'm Adam Kirby. In today's podcast, we explore what Woking is doing and can do to tackle the climate emergency. We have a special guest interview in today's show, but firstly, perhaps we should explore our own view on the environment and what we're doing to help. Adam, I know that you're now a flexitarian, as I've already nabbed that great biryani recipe from you. Yeah, it is a good recipe. And uh, I am. I, I think flexitarian, it's a funny word, people might not know what that means. Um, I, I'm not doing it. Um, I did. I started this for health reasons, uh, gut health. Um, there's a nice recipe book on that. Um, but it does have a massive impact on the environment. It's not a big uh, change. You don't notice as much as you might think. Um, I probably will never be a full vegetarian uh, or never say never, but it, it, it's it's quite doable. And I think that's really surprised me, actually. Uh, other things I I try to do are uh, uh, cycling, uh, walking locally. I don't own a car actually, so thinking about my impact on the environment is probably one of the best things I do do. Uh, but when I do go further afield um, and there's no public transport, I hire a car and I tried driving a hybrid recently, and that was fun driving it actually. So I think um, one thing I'd say as well is if you can make solutions fun, enjoyable, then people are much more likely to take them up to and great recipes (laughs) but what do you do i try to use refillable where possible so i've switched from shower gel to soap which is fine and i have a recycled toilet paper subscription as well um i also hardly ever buy new clothes i'm a boot sale addict um but i think as a parent the most important thing you can do is to get kids out in nature and caring about wildlife and local habitats I'm proud to say that my children pick up litter when they see it and they wonder why anyone would drop it in the first place. That's an interesting question. I guess the reasons people would drop litter are the same as why they would buy single-use plastics and make other environmentally questionable decisions. Sadly, it's just not on everyone's priority list. Yeah, I think it's partly bad habits. But Mm. also, when you have other concerns like housing or money problems or countless other things, it's maybe harder to think about the environment. It's a question of perspective. Yeah, and some of those things are also understandable. Well, mm. here's someone who literally never switches off his mission to improve Woking. I think it's time to introduce today's special guest and Lib Dem stalwart. Our next guest trained in horticulture from the age of 14 and has spent most of his life landscape gardening and managing trees. He has previously served for the London Fire Service and on top of his gardening career, He was a councillor in Mount Hermon for the Liberal Democrats. Now retired, he channels his energy and expertise into chairing various committees and action groups, including Woking Environment Action and Plastic Free Woking. His passion for wildlife and biodiversity and fighting the battle against climate change is infectious. Welcome to the Liberal Lockdown, Norman Johns. Hello, Norman, and welcome to the Liberal Lockdown. As one of our most senior members, and such a busy member of the Woking community. How has life changed for you during lockdown and beyond? There have been occasions when I've been very lonely because I live on my own. I had to speak seriously to my family who thought I'd be all right, but they have families and I've got no one around me. So they came to see me and we talked over a distance each week. That improved. I have had a good time during the lockdown. I decided on 10 projects getting residents who normally are work 
involved in, in leading uh, improvements in my district. So that was my challenge. I had a couple to take over the incredible Edel project, which I'd set up nearly five years ago and was always looking for someone. They've taken over that. Mm -hmm. The wildflower meadow around in, in around that area in Old Woking, I now have that managed. I've got two resident associations, one in Ford and one in Farm, to lock together and um, to start. I've been teaching them how to look after the trees in um, in their um, on the verges in their roads. A project which I had very personal with a lot of hedges over pavements in my area, and I, and I was able to persuade all but one to cut their hedges back from the pavement. The one that, where the house was empty, I went in and quietly did it myself one night. So that, that's the kind of thing I've been doing. If people don't know Norman, then uh, the, the, the range of activities that you get to do, it, it always impresses me. So what campaigns are the Plastic Free Woking Group currently working on? Is Woking Borough Council doing enough in the war on plastic? We were visiting lots of premises, particularly cafes and certain properties, hotels, and basically giving out the literature from Surface Against Sewage, which is the charity that's leading the whole project, and persuading them to, because there's no, no legislation, persuading them to, or in, 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 encouraging them to comply with, the, with the, the standards set. Once they have complied, and we're, we're, we're happy that they've achieved three steps forward, they then get a certificate. Unfortunately, with COVID, we haven't got the certificates delivered yet, but that's the next job to do. As far as the council is concerned, they, they passed the climate emergency and they've been doing a lot of work setting the, setting the agenda, but to my disappointment, they haven't put any times against anything. Now, I, I have a group and I have a, a vice chair, Rupert, who's actually dealing with some very influential people out of the council and he is, and he and I are going away for a weekend to discuss what's happening. But these influential people in business are to, to saying what working is not doing, and um, I am determined we're going to start turning this around. So what you do is a lot of persuading people to actually, well, put a time frame on things in particular, but to do things differently. And I, I think that's that's one, well, one example of that. You're the one of your one of your roles, Norman, is the chair of the Woking Environment Action Group, right? So, what are the aims of that group, and how can people get involved in that? Well, um, I at January last year I took over. At that meeting, a lady called Mrs. Hussein came with her project, which was called Plastic Free Living, which mm. we called uh, Plastic Free Woking, which we adopted. She didn't have a chair, so I foolishly agreed to be uh, her chair as well. So that, that's how that started. As chair, I have overall responsibility for lots of projects. There's the Green Garden Award, there's the, the work on um, the Common at St John's and Millmore Common. And we, have, we have the OWL project. We had a situation where people that were running projects left the district, lost interest or or passed away and I, I picked up a lot of projects which I was then running and trying to find people to take over. You, do, you spend a lot of time on Millmore Common don't you? I do. Um, encouraging biodiversity with your planting and siding. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I put uh, flyers out around all working asking 
for anyone interested, would they come along and have a meeting? Well, um, I got about a dozen people. Subsequently, I think there's about four still working with me. But we turned a, a very dilapidated common in, into some amazing wildfire areas. There was a pond there, which was basically dead because all the trees around it were shattering it out. So we started um, basically on a three-year project to open that all up. That's doing wonderfully. We've had to kingfishers in there. We've had ducks and moorhens nesting. It, it's, it, it's all turning around. And I, I love flowers. As a, a four-year-old, I collected wildflowers. So I've always been involved with wildflowers. That's lovely. In, in the last Lib Dem manifesto, we pledged to plant 60 million trees a year as part of the necessary rewilding to improve biodiversity and reduce climate change. How should Woking be approaching the challenge to plant trees and why is this so important? I think it's less important in Surrey, as, as I'm sure you've travelled around the country. Surrey is green compared with a lot of, a lot of the other counties. Yeah, sure. Don't, I don't think it's that important. I think the important thing is to encourage residents to, if they've got room to plant a tree in their garden, or if there are trees planted in the next last three years, to adopt a tree on the verge outside the house and look after it. Because they're not being looked after, they're, being, they're, they're dying and they need a bit of TLC. Yeah, sure. And when you're not busy with your environmental work, I understand that you enjoy cycling, Norman. So yeah. I'm sure all of our listeners would be interested to hear about your latest quite amazing achievement there. Well, I'm actually chair of the Working um, Cycle Users Group and I've been challenging us all to get new um, cycleways in for many years now. My latest exploit, they, they was, we were aware that people were dying in the National Health Service because of lack of um, PPE. Rather than go on doorstep each week and clap, I decided I want to do something. So I proposed that I would do a, a, a ride to raise funds for three staff at St. Peter's that died. And I, I was, had trained to cycle from Woking to, to um, Portsmouth Harbour to go on my trip. So I challenged myself to do down and back in a day. That was my latest challenge. I have done lots of other challenges, fundraising challenges, cycling across Wales and, and Land St. John McGregor, all that kind of stuff. But they were pussycats compared with that day. So... <laughs> Back to the topic of the environment. If our listeners could do one, just one thing to improve the Woking environment, what would it be? Depends on, on their circumstances. My, the most important thing we do is look after our wildlife, especially our butterflies, our moths and our insects. Now, if um, anyone has a lawn, if they would like to come and talk to us at Environment Action, we would advise how to do it. I'm now responsible for nine areas of wildflowers and working. That's the best way. If you haven't got a lawn or a piece of garden, a window box would do. Just get some wildflowers in, because all the flowers you see along the streets put in by the council are non-bee friendly. They have no pollen. So we want to have the right, right flowers in. Secondly, if you've got the facilities, put a tree in and look after it. Or if there's trees being put in by the council, adopt one of them and, and look after it. That's what I would suggest. Fantastic. And perhaps if they don't have a garden but want to get green-fingered, 
joining one of your action groups and getting involved in some of the work that goes on on the common yes or or joining the green lib dems would we, be another way forward yes i've got the uh, introductions to green lib dems i have brought it with me as is usual well we can uh, leave all of yeah. that information for our listeners in the yeah. show notes at the end but, of the but show. do come on on facebook onto uh, working environment action there's information uh, run by uh, my secretaries and they'll pass the contact details for anyone that wants to get in any involved in any particular sphere. And of course, we can all actually impact the environment directly, but indirectly, how we and where we spend our money and buy our shopping has a big impact as well. I know you've we've spoken about that separately, Norman. So how can people shop differently and do other things differently too? Be aware of single-use plastics. Don't accept them. I'm trying very hard to get Woking to be strict on all the businesses that, that um, are renting parts of their accommodation. I'm not winning yet, but I will do. Shop sustainably. Shop cutting down carbon miles so that your vegetables and your and your fruit come from this country. Cut out meat. I, I I've cut out meat many years ago. And it gives you more energy, um, better health, and of course we're not wrecking the environment by, with all these um, these ranches with with animals. That's about it. Is there anything you want to tell our listeners? Yes, please. It's no use waiting for the government to come up with politically steered decisions. I think everybody needs to realise that it's. We all have to take part in the council project to cut the use of carbon, change our, our way of travelling, um, change our food supplies, um, and do what's happened in the lockdown. Get out and walk, get out and, and enjoy the countryside, get growing things yourself, get in, in, in enjoying life in relaxed ways. I think that, that's really the message. Over on the, on the Millmore Common, it's been, my, it's been my savior in the lockdown. Whenever I'm bored or feeling lonely, I go and work there. And I've seen more and more people coming out asking me about how do they set up a, a wildflower meadow in their garden. So I've been, I've had a lovely time, people coming to talk to me, which is what I miss. I had a birthday recently and someone said, what's the most important thing in your life? I said, it's talking to people. Well, thank you, Norman. I think that's really quite inspirational. Thank you for everything you're doing and thank you for taking the time. Thank you. Yes, Norman, good luck in all your endeavours. Um, thank you for everything that you do for Woking. Um, and let's hope this podcast prompts other local residents into action. Thanks, Norman. Thank you. Good evening. I've had the privilege of getting to know Norman quite well over lockdown. I've picked up the odd thing from the supermarket for him and he's brought me some tomato plants and hollyhocks for the garden. It's been one of the nice chat on the doorstep relationships that have developed as a byproduct of the pandemic. Speaking to him highlights to me how much is done by so few. I feel like it's the same group of local heroes who are keeping so many initiatives and projects running. Yeah, what is inspiring though is how some of the actions he was taking and he was talking about are small and quite achievable. It's not rocket science. Anyone can have a go with some wildflower seeds or water a local tree on a hot day. Totally. We don't, what was the saying? We don't need a handful of people doing zero waste perfectly. We need millions of people doing it imperfectly. 
And also on a serious point, the climate emergency cannot be tackled unless real change comes from government. That's one of the reasons I'm spending my time on politics. We need the right people in power to make the necessary progress. Yeah, me too. Well, our new leader, Ed Davey, was the recommended choice of the Green Lib Dems. Uh, he's recently come out with his proposal to spend £150 billion on the green economy, our massive home insulation initiatives, tree planting and rewilding, and another interesting idea uh, to give people tax incentives on savings and pensions that invest in green areas. That's just the kind of politics we need. Unless we truly incentivise people to make the right choices and reorganise systems and structures to make green choices work for people, it'll be hard to make the change happen fast enough and to make the difference needed. Yeah, I, I think it's about changing the system, not doing something special externally to that. And I feel as though Woking has been going through quite a transformation for some time now and not all of it good uh, from what I've heard from local residents. And because of COVID, we will have to adapt even more. So the interesting question is, how can we reinvent our town centre, like other town centres across the country, to work differently in that post-COVID world? I can feel another episode coming on. No, but seriously, proper infrastructure for safe cycling, wildflowers all over the town centres, public gardens, shared allotments, eco-housing. I would put that at the top of the agenda where planning's concerned. We need to develop our town for the future, not the present. Yeah, totally agree. I think in light of the pandemic, people's needs are changing. So shopping local is an obvious choice for anyone working from home, as you can walk there during lunch, get some fresh air. Uh, and bikes were selling out um, during lockdown with all the gyms closed and people were making different choices. People still got those bikes and shopping local still helps local jobs as well. So lots of people are experimenting uh, with different ways of doing things like that and, and in the garden too. I'd be interested to see what our listeners think the future of Woking should hold. Definitely. Please do get in touch with us via the links on the show notes. We'd love to hear from you. And if you've been inspired by Norman and need help setting up a wildflower garden or a vegetable growing group, or you have an interest in owls, wildlife, trees or green spaces, or indeed cycling, details are in the show notes. That will keep Will busy. Well, that's about all we've got time for today. Stay safe and thanks for listening. Yes, thank you for listening to the Liberal Lockdown. Stay safe. <laughs>